You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about predictable prospecting to increase your sales. And I'm really excited to have a very special guest with me, Mary Lou Tyler. Let me tell you all about her. She's a renowned sales process improvement expert, author, speaker, and the CEO of Strategic Pipeline. She has helped businesses like Apple, Bose, UPS, helping them grow their revenue by increasing their sales pipelines. Her passion is helping B2B sales professionals go from cold call conversation to qualified opportunities. So welcome, Mary Lou. Thanks for sharing part of your day with us. Is there anything else you want to add to that introduction? Just that it's, it's really important as we listen to this call together that we really are looking at the top of funnel prospecting and ways that we can add predictability to our business. So have you been in sales for a while? Is that what drove you to write this book? Uh, yes. In fact, I've been in the sales environment for going on 28 years now. And what happened was I got involved in sales what I would consider the hard way. I walked into work one day. I'm a systems engineer by trade, a computer scientist. I was a sales engineer helping the salespeople walk into the office. My boss was there, waved the magic wand over my head and said, we fired all the salespeople, so you guys are now salespeople. And that's how I got involved in sales. Oh, wow. So you had to go from a tech background to going out to talk to people as well. Yes, that and then being an introvert made it very challenging for me. And a young woman in a professional organization that was mostly engineering-based, uh, it, was, it was pretty daunting. So what were you selling? I was selling disruptive technology. We used to have those big 1A2 telephone equipment that had 25 pair of wire going out the side of the phone. And we were replacing that with, with what was called a digital telephone, which is what we use today. And so I was trying to get people to convert from these analog systems to a digital environment. It's funny because we used to kid that the buildings in Los Angeles where I was working at the time were being held up by this cabling, massive cabling that was going to the telephone. So it was definitely disruptive. I worked for a Silicon Valley company. It was, you know, it was a man's world, so to speak, so it was really tough to try to get into sales not knowing how to do it at all. And you had to educate people because probably the word digital was kind of new at that, at that time too. Yeah, definitely. It was, it, was a, it was a school of hard knocks in sales. But luckily, I had my process background, and I was looking and taking and dissecting the sales pipeline as one would do if they're trying to design a system. And I discovered that there were pieces of the pipeline, especially for prospecting, that we did repetitive tasks over and over again. So I really worked on trying to systematize those tasks 
so that A, would take the fear out of having first conversations, and B, once I had a successful rhythm, I could clone that and I can consistently do that work to generate opportunities which we were able to close. Absolutely. So you, you must have put all of this into your recently best-selling book, Predictable Prospecting. Can you give us a glimpse of some of the, the systems that you created for sales? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, it started actually with a book called Predictable Revenue, which was released in 2011. And that was a case study for a little-known company at the time called Salesforce.com, which is now a huge database company for customer relationship management. And what we did was we really, again, once again, applied that engineering sort of process background to try to figure out areas in the pipeline that we can maximize return on effort, to have the same person doing the role but not spinning wheels like we were seeing a lot. So we came out of that book with really three concepts that still carried over into predictable prospecting. The first one was get clear on the leads and the lead sources that are coming into your business. Understand that not all leads are created equal. The second one was if you can, the sooner the better, try to separate out the sales roles because prospectors are different from closers, are different from servicers. Not all of us have that capability, especially in small businesses. We wear all hats, like I wear all hats today still. But it was getting the idea of separating those roles and applying time to each so that you can maintain a very high-velocity pipeline that has a high probability of closing. And then the last concept was when you can, apply a process because if you apply process, you can measure it and you can optimize it. I like that. So are you saying different people should do different skills or they have, you have to learn all three of those but just know what frame of mind you're in when you're doing them? Well, that's a very good question. And a lot of my tribe, my audience, uh, half of them still do all sales roles. But in larger companies, there is a movement to separate out those roles so that you have people who just do prospecting. Their job is to start those first conversations and get them through to a qualified opportunity. Then there are people who close, who get that opportunity and build relationships with their prospects and clients and then get them to close. And then there are people who specialize in warming them up to buy more product, which is managing those clients. So, you know, all of us entrepreneurs play all roles, but there is a time and a place to allocate your time to each of those functions so that at the end of the day you're generating predictable revenue. I love that. I recently started helping a speaker who has a great personal development program, and I'm, I'm the prospector. I get people into the room, and that's what I'm really good at, it. and he's really good at closing the sale. So I can kind of see, I can immediately apply what you've already told us to do in that, but in my own business, I need to do all three of those for sure. Yes, and most of us, in 40, like I said, almost half of my clients, especially the ones that are taking my classes, do all roles. But what I'm teaching you is if you're in the prospecting mode, you're going to have to allocate some time during the week. Like for me personally, I prospect on Tuesdays and Fridays. The other thing that prospectors need is specificity around what you're doing, that task. And we have this notion of block time, which means we are single tasking 
All we're doing is one task during a period of time. For me, Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm on the phone, and I'm on the phone consistently for 30 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on how many people I'd like to talk to that day. I'm not checking email. I'm not going to the social to see who's responded to my blog post. I'm just on the phone. It takes that consistency in prospecting in order to be able to generate the number of qualified opportunities that you need to scale. Absolutely. And I, I love, I'm a productivity expert, so I love that you are chunking your time into focused tasks and no distractions. So yeah. I hope people are writing that down because that is a really good point. So who should read your book? We talked about B2B. Is that the only group that could benefit? You know, that's a great question because when, when I wrote the book, my background is more in business to business. It's more of enterprise level accounts, so they're higher up. But I have gotten more emails and people calling me who are in real estate, financial services brokers, because chapters four through six really resonated with them, which is all about how to create a touch sequence, whether it's email, phone, postcards, whatever your medium is that your prospect likes to absorb, and how to put those into a rhythm so that you have this salesman in print doing the work for you, warming up that chill while you're off doing your other tasks. So that piece of the book really resonated with people, and we put a ton of examples of, of emails, how to write them in the book itself. And I've actually had people call me and said, I didn't copy it verbatimly, Mary Lou, but I used your sequences and I had people get back to me saying, no one's talked to me like this in 15 years in sales. Where did you learn this process? So it was very wonderful to hear that. That is awesome because that is one of the biggest things people struggle with is follow-up because they usually quit after the second time or they don't even want to do it. Or they're like, too much time has passed. They won't remember me. Does your book solve that? The book actually gives you a recipe, two recipes in fact, of how to follow up with your prospects it gives you examples. It tells you what days, just as a starting point so that you can put your own slant, your own authenticity into the mix. But it gives you at least the confidence and the permission that this is something that will work with your clients. The data shows, at least in B2B, that at least seven touches is what you need in order to get someone to even respond. So if you're only sending one or two, you're missing probably 90% of your opportunity right there. Absolutely. So you talk about the 12 habits of highly successful prospectors. I suspect one of them is follow-up. Can you give us, <laughs> is that true? Yes, one of them is follow-up, but a lot of it is based on your ability to communicate. So one of the things is time management. Focus on the one task at hand as we talked about. That's really important because in prospecting, consistency and habit trump inspiration. You may be the greatest closer on the planet, but if you are not doing your work consistently, you're not going to get the qualified opportunities for you to close. So this talks all about the fact that really it's about consistency, it's about communication, smiling when you're talking. You know, we're talking now over the phone, and my tone of my voice accounts for 75% of how people will feel about me. It's not my words. They'll remember how excited I am about my topic. 
It's the same thing for you on the phone with prospects. So that's a really big thing that we really teach to people. Also, we talk about professional effectiveness, meaning record. Make sure that you're taking your, when you hang up the phone, you actually file that call, if you will, and you tell yourself, this is what happened on the call. This is where it's going after I finish this call so that you can start getting a sense of how many calls it takes to get to a qualified opportunity or how many emails it takes to get to that first conversation. So we're teaching a lot of this habit and we're leveraging the tools that are out there today, many of them free, in order for you to more accurately predict that formula for predictable revenue. I love that. So tell us about your podcast. Is it about sales? It's all about sales, and it's really calling in all my colleagues from all over the world to help educate and inspire the listeners that are coming into the podcast who want to listen to how to maximize the return on effort for Top of Funnel. But there's also people talking about how to be better in communication, which is not my area of expertise. My area of expertise is to provide that super highway, that assembly line, but you need to have skills that sit on this assembly line. Otherwise, it's like putting Hugo auto parts on a Ferrari pipeline. That doesn't work. <laughs> so I have people like that that are helping how to start that first conversation, what the behavioral aspects are like, when to know how your prospect is feeling and what level of awareness. So those folks are all coming on the podcast. But I also have people who, have, who are out there like us, in the field, what they've discovered, and sharing their stories with others more as inspiration that we can all do this. If we really set our minds to it, we can master prospecting together. And you just hit over 50 episodes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Are you a once a week, once a day? I'm once a week. And when I launched the book in August, I did every day for a month. Wow. That was crazy. (laughs) But we got through that. Now it's once a week. And I tell you, it's the best medium. I love it. Being an introvert, it's just really great to be able to talk to people and get their stories and share how they've overcome obstacles. Because it's not all about, you know, the happily ever after. It's about the struggle to get to the happily ever after. So the podcast allows us to look at people in different positions in the pipeline to see where they struggled, how they got through it, and what their next struggle is that they have to overcome. That sounds like just an amazing content everybody can use. So where can people find your book? The book is actually published by McGraw-Hill, so it's available in all of the channels, uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. It's in bookstores. And the other place to look for it is online. uh, There are a bunch of online stores that carry business books. So it will be there as well. Perfect. And let me ask my standard question that I ask everybody on my podcast, and I'm really curious about your answer because we have similar values. If you had one more hour in your day, so 25 hours in every day, how would you spend that extra hour? That's a great question. I think for me it would be in self-development. It would be more about trying to – advance my knowledge. So I would take an additional class of some sort because I love learning. And if I could learn all day long, I would do that. Oh, that's a great answer. 
That's a really good one. And if people would like to work more closely with you besides getting your book, do you have programs and how can they find you? They can find me on MaryLouTyler.com. And there is a, a couple of sections on that website that are correlate to the book. I have a page just dedicated to trainings in and around the book from people who have asked me questions. And that's called the SWAG page. So it's MaryLouTyler.com slash SWAG, S-W-A-G. And they can go there and learn more. The podcast is also on my website. So if you want to start learning from people, varied <laughs> industry backgrounds, and experiences, that's another place to get a hold of me. And then LinkedIn, I do a lot of articles. I just did a recent article on LinkedIn on the seven healthy phone habits to book more first meetings. That's been really popular. Oh, that's awesome. Well, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to add? No, other than we have with these tools, with these books, we have what it takes to help you to prospect. If you're sitting there thinking, ugh, this is so hard, I don't get how to do this, look through these books and look through these processes because I'm an engineer and I was able to do it. I'm not trained in sales, but I do love to talk to people. And so if you have that trait, you will be good at prospecting. It's just you need to get it into a system so that you consistently generate the qualified opportunities that you deserve for your business. Awesome. Mary Lou, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. It was really entertaining and fun, and I learned some new stuff too. Listeners, my new report on the top five systems that create massive productivity in your business is available on my website. Go to nancygaines.com to download now. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so other people can find us. And until next time, Go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.